Welcome everybody to uh, Tokenomics DAO Community Call on Comics Finance. What we'll be covering is um, what is Comics, uh, the tokenomics, I guess, uh, just tokenomic breakdown, and then we'll like roll into the Q&A. So what is Comics? Well, put it simply, uh, TLDR, Comics is a protocol built on top of Curve, okay? So to sort of understand like uh, what that really means, uh, we sort of need to have a brief understanding of, uh, of Curve. Uh, obviously, it being built on top of it and whatnot. But uh, for now, I guess TLDR is comprised of two solutions. That's a yield optimizer and a bribed marketplace. So to understand these, I guess we'll briefly explain what Curve is. So Curve is pretty much a DEX that specializes in uh, low-fee stable swaps, okay? Um, if you think about like the three participants in a DEX, you've got LPs, traders, and then token holders, right? So obviously LPs, they provide liquidity, traders, trade between that liquidity and token holders, uh, yeah, they hold the token. So when you think about, like, for example, um, what fees Uniswap and SushiSwap normally charge, it's like a 0.3% fee, right? And this is good, obviously, because this, uh, these fees are paid to LPs, right? And uh, it's all about liquidity. So uh, LPs are the ones who, are, who like, make the DEX work, so to speak. Um, without liquidity, there would be no... Uh, there'd be nothing to trade, right? So there needs to be an incentive for people to sort of deposit their liquidity on the DEX, okay? And this is what uh, the fees sort of are, right? So the fees are charged from traders and those uh, fees go to LPs, right? Now, uh, the the thing is that traders, obviously, they want low fees, right? They don't want to pay high trading fees and LPs sort of want the opposite, right? So this sort of diagram illustrates it properly. Like traders um, want to sort of go to places where or they sort of uh, go to pools where the trading fees are low, right? So in the case of Curve, it's like a 0.04 trading uh, percent fee on stable swaps. And in the case of Uniswap or SushiSwap or something like that, the uh, fees are a lot higher, right? And liquidity providers will tend to this type of pool and then traders will tend to this type of pool simply because it's in their best interest, right? And then this obviously causes a problem in that, well, obviously LPs, they, they sort of need the traders volume Right, that's where, and then traders actually want the liquidity that the the liquidity providers uh, provide. Right, <laughs> so uh, it's sort of like a catch twenty two. Um, and what is Curve sort of like? What did Curve uh, look to do? Well, they understood that for stable swaps, they sort of had to have a low uh, fee swap. Right, so a, a low a low fee charge, and that is good for traders, but bad for LPs, obviously, because again. Um, who's going to deposit liquidity if they're not really going to be like if it's not enticing them to right if, if they're not um if they're not being incentivized to look to maintain that liquidity furthermore uh token holders also can't be left out of this right so normally i guess in uh, a normal dex you'd have a fee being charged from the trader and that goes partially to the liquidity provider and then to the lp token uh, sorry and then to the uh, token holders right but then this also uh, it just contributes to them uh, even greater right so Instead of liquidity providers, the ones who are actually like risking their liquidity, like they're the ones that are making the decks work, they're being siphoned off some of this fee and it's going to uh, token holders, which again, reduces their sort of incentive to uh, maintain the liquidity on the decks. So it isn't ideal, right? So this is what sort of introduced the V token model. They basically innovated on this, right? And they sort of uh, aligned the incentives a lot better between uh, all three participants, right? So traders obviously got low fees because that, that's what 
curve sort of does. Uh, LPs, they still got the yield that they were looking for, right? So um, that's obviously their main reason for participating in this. They've got assets that, that they want to get a return on investment for. And they were still getting that in the case of curve because they were getting these CRV emissions, right? And then token holders also uh, got a fee share and well, typical asset appreciation, right? And as you can see here, this is sort of like a, a, a macro breakdown of how it works, right? You, um, token holders were getting fees because obviously they have uh, they have uh, locked their tokens, right? So they are getting like a fee share and then liquidity providers also getting them mainly their, their I guess, um, getting this like CRV emissions, which is, I guess, their yield, right? Now, in the Curve ecosystem, this is called boost, okay? So these like, um, this boosted yield is, is what they call it. It's called uh, max boost, okay? So what then, if we want to analyze COMEX, we sort of, again, we have to uh, understand curve and obviously CRV too. So what is the demand behind CRV then? Well, the I guess the meta demand, you could call it, is generally the LPs, they want a return on investment on their assets, right? That's the whole reason for them participating in the system. They're going to deposit their assets and they want a, a yield, right? And the yield in the case of Curve comes in the form of their uh, their token emissions, right? So they deposit, let's say you deposit ETH, USDC, whatever it may be. And uh, yeah, if you do what they want you to do, which we'll get to shortly, um, you get emissions on top of that and you're happy, right? Uh, so what does that sort of mean, right? It means that the emissions, so wherever uh, there is, I guess, yield is that's where liquidity is going to be directed. Okay, so wherever in the case of Curve, wherever CRV emissions get directed to, i.e. which pool, right, uh, it sort of uh, begets uh, liquidity, so to speak, okay? And then this ties in, this will make more sense once we look at, I guess, the solutions that Convex sort of provides for this. But the, uh, the other side of that then is protocols, okay, so outside of Curve, uh, what do they want? Well, they want liquidity for their tokens, right? And when I mean pro when I say protocols, what I mean is, for example, let's say Brax Finance, okay? They have uh, Brax, right? Their stablecoin, and they want the most liquidity to be directed to that pool as possible, right? And if they can somehow influence where emissions are going to be uh, deposited, right? They're going to obviously direct it to their pools, and then that's going to be very enticing for LPs to sort of uh, deposit more liquidity there and thus they have deep liquidity, right? So that's sort of like the demand for CRV, right? And the reason like the V token model um, sort of works, so to speak, and, and this is also why Convex sort of uh, fits on top of it, is well, what do LPs actually have to do, right, to get what they want? Because as mentioned, their sort of meta demand is yield, right? But uh, what they have to do to actually get this uh, result is they have to buy CRV uh, and lock it up, okay, to get this max boost. Protocols, or what do pro protocols want? They want liquidity, as mentioned. That comes from the CRV emissions, right? So wherever these CRV emissions are going to go, it's going to be more enticing for the, the liquidity to congregate, I guess you could say. And that voting power, right, that, that uh, the decision over where these CRV emissions get to, or where they're deposited, rather, um, comes from the locked CRV, okay? And then finally, token holders, uh, well, they obviously uh, accrue bribes um, for pretty much this this mechanism, right? This system of um, protocols wanting to direct liquidity to their pools, and they also get uh, fee distribution from um, yeah, from, from the pools if they lock up, right? And, and obviously that's that's the whole key here, that the basically all participants uh, have to somehow look up the tokens or there are some uh, pain points, right? And that's where uh, Convex really comes in, right? Because the 
the issue or the, the, the two major pain points with Curve is the lockup and optimization. Okay, so lockup pretty much to, for an order for, for a, an LP to get this max yield that they so desire, right? They sort of have to lock up uh, the correct amount of tokens for four years, okay? And that is a, it's a long time, right? And the same goes for token holders, right? Imagine you're just a CRV token holder and you want uh, yield on that asset, right? You just want a fee share from uh, whatever is going on in, in Curve, so to speak. Well, you're gonna have to lock that up too, right? And depending on how much you lock up, how long you lock up, then this is uh, like the requirements that the V token model sort of created, right? Um, furthermore, the, the the other difficulty, the other pain point is the optimization, right? This, to sort of get, uh, for LPs to get what they want, they have to be constantly managing their position, okay? Uh, it isn't a simple set and forget strategy. And then obviously this incurs a lot of gas. So uh, this is pretty much like the first place where Convex, I guess, uh, came in and, and innovated. And their solution was pretty much, well, for LPs, we're going to provide max boost with no lockup, okay? Um, and pooled uh, VCRV. We'll look at, into actually how this works later in the like tokenomics breakdown. But pretty much uh, that was the solution um, for LPs, right? And then the uh, for, for CRV holders, it's fairly, fairly similar. They're going to be providing a better form of yield um, and in a liquid state, right? So rather than having to lock up CRV to get this like fee share, well, they're going to be pretty much providing a liquid uh, wrapper CVX CRV, okay? And obviously all of this is, I guess, uh, wrapped or veiled in uh, the fact that it is automatic, right? Nobody has to sort of go in and manage it. It's all, so it is literally a set and forget strategy. So this, I guess, resulted in uh, it being very enticing for, and subsequently, well, yeah, it built a pretty decent flywheel. So it worked well. Users, uh, so CV CRV holders, obviously they want yield on their assets without having to Sort of lock it up well they can go ahead and deposit that into convex and get the uh, one for one wrapper okay and this is a liquid wrapper so if they want to they can go and sell it then convex pretty much takes that crv uh locks it uh, in, in curve and then starts to provide uh i guess boosted rewards to, to lps and then uh, this pretty much allows them then to start accruing crv rewards okay so from these lp positions that people have deposited um and in turn, people also depositing the CRV to sort of get this max boost, then what they pretty much do is uh, siphon off like a fee share type thing, right? So 10% of this, uh, the fees that come from the LP positions, they're pretty much directed back to the CVX CRV stakers, right? So this is where the, I guess the loop, it comes full circle in that, so somebody depositing CRV is going to get um, some amount of fee share for simply holding an asset that is liquid, right? So it's obviously quite enticing for them to, to do that. And obviously from the LP side, it is also very enticing because you're just depositing your assets, you're getting max boost or close to it at least, and you're not really having to do any management, right? And there's no gas, well, there's uh, less gas costs. This has pretty much resulted in like a uh, comics acquiring like majority share of, of the uh, VCRV market, like the voting power, um, as you can see here. So I guess this will make a lot more sense if we sort of uh, dive a bit deeper into the tokenomics. Before actually explaining like the diagram and like the walkthrough, I think it's probably best if we sort of outline a few things first. So first of all, the supply is like, a, it's a max supply. It's limited to 100 million um, CVX, right? 
the minting is actually quite interesting because rather than being a function of time, it's linked to the amount of CLV claimed by the LP positions. Okay, so uh, like I said, LPs deposit their their LP tokens into the protocol, and this is then going to start generating CLV rewards. And as Comex claims those rewards from the pools, uh, CVX gets emitted, right? And the ratio uh, of this this emission pretty much changes for every 100k CVX uh, emitted, right? So it, it's, it's pretty much going to taper off, okay? Um, this is quite interesting because it means that there's a relationship between CVX and the underlying CRV. So as you can see here, uh, one CVX pretty much equates to 5.49 CRV currently, uh, oh well, as of two weeks ago. <laughs> um, from this then, there's actually two interesting dynamics, okay? So the first one being that once uh, we hit around 650 million CRV claimed, so deposited into Comex, we're pretty much going to be at the maximum supply, right? So there's not going to be any more CVX emitted. So what does that mean? It means that there's, there's at this point there's a one to one point. Sorry, there's a one to 6.5 ratio, as in one CVX equates to 6.5 CV uh, CRV. Okay. So what does that mean? That the uh, as more CRV is deposited or claimed by the protocol, this ratio is only going to get better, right? Uh, just because the uh, just because CVX has finished like uh, being minted and distributed, it doesn't mean that the the um, product won't carry on working, right? There's still uh, reasons for people, um, mainly like the yield and 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 the uh, optimization for people to still deposit CRV, right? And obviously the LP positions that Convex holds are still going to accrue CRV, uh, and obviously this. Will only get better and better over time. Another, the other uh, interesting dynamic is pretty much the price relationship. Okay, so if um, well, since CRV, uh, CVX is related to CRV, it means that there's going to be uh, this like uh, yeah price relationship pretty much. So if you think about it, so if one CVX uh, currently controls 5.49 CRV, okay, so there's like an underlying value uh, of CRV, then you, if you multiply that by the price of the current price of CRV, you're going to pretty much get the cost to buy this amount of CRV. Okay. If uh, you compare the two prices between like the the underlying cost of the CRV and the cost of one convex, which obviously holds the same amount, right? If there's a different, the, well, obviously there will be a difference in price, and depending on that difference, it's going to be better to to buy one or buy the other, right? So in this case, uh, the cost to buy the underlying CRV is greater than it is to buy CVX. Okay, so uh, it's pretty much easier to visualize with this chart, right? So if the, the purple line, if the purple line is below the zero line, it means it's cheaper to buy CVX than the underlying CRV, and obviously vice versa. When the purple line is above, it's cheaper to buy the underlying CRV. And this sort of makes sense uh, because uh, due to the relationship, like when people um, realize that it's uh, it's more expensive to buy the underlying CRV than it is to buy just one CVX, for example, well, people are going to buy CVX, okay? This buy pressure increases the price, and then this will eventually uh, tip the scales the other way, right? So then the CVX will be more expensive than the CRV, and then the same thing, it pretty much goes back, right? So people will buy CRV, and then this will increase uh, the CRV price, and thus we get back to the same point, right? So it's sort of like this, uh, this well, it's a relationship more than a flywheel. So what is the, the demand for CVX then? Well, uh, to briefly explain, um, I guess protocols, as we mentioned, they want liquidity, right? And the way that they're going to sort of be able to direct this liquidity is via CRV emissions, okay? 
And CFV emissions come from the, uh, as in the, the, the ability to vote on where these emissions go, come from the VCRV, okay? So what, they, what do they want? They want VCRV, okay? And the way that they get that is either to buy it uh, directly, which they can't actually do, okay? So the protocols have to be whitelisted by, um, by curve to sort of buy and lock um, CRV directly, right? And there's a bunch of reasons for that. Some of them are security reasons. But basically, uh, suffice to say, they can't do this themselves. They have to be whitelisted, okay? So they can either buy it, um, they can either buy CVX, which has an underlying uh, amount of uh, VCRV, or they can bribe CVX uh, holders, okay? And we'll get to what that means shortly. Uh, but that means that there's, I guess, protocols have the desire to purchase CVX. And subsequently, due to this bribe, right, due to the, the, the reason, uh, due to this, I guess, uh, it also creates a market demand for CVX, right? So as somebody who maybe uh, isn't providing liquidity or anything like that, there is still uh, an, an enticing um, demand or buy decision to sort of uh, acquire CVX and take part in this bribe marketplace simply because we know that protocols obviously want to direct uh, liquidity to their pools uh, via CVX, okay? So I guess this is where we can now uh, dive into the diagram a bit deeper. So there's two ways, I guess, to enter the convex system, so to speak. So the first one will be the um, LP token holders, right? So somebody, let's say, has uh, liquidity, they deposit that on Curve, and then in return, they get uh, an LP token, okay? Subsequently, they take that and deposit that into convex. So that's the first point. The second one is just a simple CRV holder, okay? So somebody who's gone and bought Curve, on, on the market and yeah, they can either, if they want to, they can lock that in, in, in curve and start yeah, generating some fees or they can come to Comex and sort of uh, deposit that into uh, Comex and in return get a liquid wrapper. So CVX, CRV, okay. Now, one thing to note here is that when a user deposits CRV, it is max, uh, not max lock, sorry, it's permanently uh, deposited. You can't take it back out, okay. So when, I've been mentioning, so when, when I was saying, for example, that CVX has underlying CRV, um, it's underlying, but it isn't backed by CRV because it can't really be, you can't, uh, I guess, deposit CVX CRV and take CRV out, right? So it's it's only one way, okay? You can obviously sell this um, on the open market to get your underlying CRV back, uh, but you can't sort of deposit one and take the, the other way, the other one out, okay? So yeah, so uh, what does Comex then do with this CRV? Well, they take it to Curve, they max lock it, okay? Um, they pretty much do what uh, what a person would normally do, and then they start to accrue uh, VCRV themselves, okay? Now, um, with this, uh, with uh, with depositing this CRV, they start to slowly also accrue um, these CRV rewards, okay? And as I mentioned before, as they start to claim the rewards they're basically going to start minting the CVX, okay? And this gets distributed to uh, LP token holders and CVX CRV stakers, as you can see here and here, right? Um, subsequently, as CRV rewards are claimed, then uh, the LP token holders get their, their max boost, right? They get the, the yield that they want. Now, what is in it then for the CRV holders, right? So obviously they've gone, they've pretty much deposited the CRV, they've gotten a liquid token back. Uh, now, what they can do is stake that token to get a cut of the fees, right? And the interesting thing is that the fees, uh, it's a 16% fee cut from all the pools that Comex holds, right? So um, imagine they've got 100 LP positions. Well, it's gonna be a 16% cut of all of those uh, deposited proportionally back to um, 
TVX, CRV, stakers. Uh, that then also uh, gets siphoned off to uh, CVX stakers and then vote locked um, convex. Okay. Now, what is this uh, vote locked convex stuff? Well, pretty much um, because Comex is accruing the CRV, okay, uh, they understand the power of, of VSCRV and the reason uh, for protocols desiring it. They, they want it obviously to direct emissions to their, their curve pools, okay. So what they've pretty much enabled is this bribe marketplace, okay. And uh, the the mechanism that they sort of implemented was similar to curve, um, but quite quite uh, shorter, right? So people lock the CVX that they have, right? And this makes them eligible then for the bribes. So let's say Frax comes in and says, okay, here's, I don't know, uh, 50,000 Frax tokens for whoever is willing to vote for my gauge on curve, right? And yeah, uh, you can participate in this and you basically take a, a cut of, um, of that bribe, okay? Uh, yeah, and that, that's what's obviously then directs emissions to the to curve, and then obviously that uh, suffices what the protocols want, right? Uh, and yeah, subsequently, when you uh, vote lock your convex, you're also going to be getting like one percent of this fee share, and it's automatically going to stake your CVX. Okay, so you're pretty much getting six percent uh, additionally on top of the bribes that you're getting from from protocols. It's quite uh, it's quite enticing, I guess you could say. Uh, some notable points from this then is that, yeah, so as Comex sort of progresses, you can see that there's an inflow of VCRV, but there's no outflow, right? There's, this isn't an outflow, this is just an illustrative. But basically, they're, they're accruing VCRV as much as possible, okay? Because as you can see, here and here, in the fee share, right, they're, being, they're paying it out in their wrapped token, okay? So uh, in reality, they're only sort of paying out 10% in CRV rewards to stakers, okay? Um, the the other like the six percent they're keeping for themselves and then obviously max locking that back again and accruing more VCRV. So they understand that the VCRV is the, the the token with power here and the token that is desirable. So uh, that's obviously the reason for that. Um, yeah, and then I guess lastly, there's currently there's no treasury inflow, but we'll get to that shortly, I guess. So I guess that's the a brief yeah a brief explanation uh, understanding of um, convex. And I guess yeah, we can we can drop into some questions. I don't know if oh yeah, I don't know if uh, anybody has any questions, or we can just maybe go about uh, answering some of these. I don't know if uh, how does it work here? So if it, does people have to put their hands up, or do they just like come up and and ask? I'm not sure. If not, I'll just go through these questions. I guess. I think they could just un unmute. So if you have a question, oh, just okay. unmute and go for it. Cool. I'd really like to know about the Terra pile of tokens that they have. Yeah. Um, see, that's the one that I least I know the least about, and I think most people do because it's like <laughs> obviously, like it made a lot of sense when they had UST, right? They were a big uh, participator in like the bribe marketplace, and obviously they held a big bag. And when UST sort of collapsed, I mean, everybody thought that yeah, well, that would just be slowly offloaded, but for some reason they've held it. So. I don't know if this is like alpha for UST 2 2.0 or, or or not. I'm not sure, but yeah, it's it's slightly worrying because again they uh, they are a big holder. Now they do lock it, which is weird, right? So they they well, it's not weird. Obviously, if you've got a, a yield bearing asset, you you might as well uh, use it, right? So they do lock it, meaning that uh, you could sort of like uh, I guess hop in and out of 
the lock periods if you don't want to sort of trade this. But it is, I guess, in the long term, uh, until we sort of know what they're doing with it, it is a bit of a concern. Um, but as to what they're doing, I like, I don't know. And nobody can sort of like shine light on that except for, except from them, I think. Well, I don't think they're launching another stablecoin, and if they're not, yeah. then Curve isn't really the platform for them to use, right? Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know really. Um. Yeah, it's weird. It's a risk. Like for me, it's yeah. yeah. It's like a. It is. Yeah, that's the thing. It's because uh, it's, it's a lot it's of long term risk because. They want yeah, to do any harm like, here, they could, right? It's like 2.3 million tokens, which is a pretty decent chunk. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, but well, anyway, so I guess uh, just going through these quickly then. So I guess because Comex is sort of built on top of Curve, so to speak, right? You have to ask the question, well, what happens if Curve loses market dominance, right? Um, now, that's true, right? So if, if, if CRV sort of does lose uh, importance, right, it does lose demand, then it doesn't really make sense uh, for Convex to sort of carry on being, I guess, important, right? It's going to also lose market share, so to speak. And I guess Convex has sort of like accounted for this in that they've, they've slowly started to expand, right? They're currently... Oh... Uh... I don't know. Oh, there we go. Mute. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, basically, what they're doing is uh, also accruing FXS, which is like the the shares token for Frax, right? And I don't know about uh, what their long term plans are, so to speak. I have sort of like been in the Discord quite a bit, and they do seem quite um, I don't know confident in sort of staying in this like trio of convex curve and Frax, and sort of building out their dominance there. Which is fine because, like, if they were to sort of become this aggregator of, um, I guess, the tokens, then it would, I don't know, it would mean a lot more competition. Like, there's uh, a couple of protocols doing that already. Um, Redacted Cartel is one. So, I guess, yes, it is a concern um, if Curve sort of does lose, lose market dominance. They are sort of mitigating this somewhat with uh, the FXS, which, again, is in early stages and isn't that productive currently. Um, but uh, it's just something to keep in mind, I would say. How, how does the other competition and like those that amass VE tokens, how, how do their tokenomics differ from what Convex does? Do you know, by any chance? Um, no, I don't actually. Uh, I've not That'd be an interesting much. one, right? See, because that, yeah. that would be their main competition. And I know that Convex probably partners with Curve, right? And that's how they might have gotten into the position where they're, where they're in. No, but... actually, that's, that's the interesting thing. The, the, there was no, like many people speculated that Convex, the Convex team oh. sort of, uh, yeah, they, they are part of Curve or they sort of like partner with them. But no, it was literally market forces in the sense that they pretty much said um, to current v, uh, CRV holders, if you sort of vote to whitelist us, then we're going to give you an airdrop. <laughs> so that's sort of how they got the foot in the door. And uh, yeah, and and then obviously in the LP, so the yield optimization uh, service is quite enticing for LPs and for just simple CRV holders. So it's it's just literally been uh, decided by the market that it's just the best thing to do with with your assets uh, at one point or another. So, um, but yeah, I do agree. Like uh, analysis between 
different protocols that are accruing the tokens could be interesting, yeah. Yeah, all of these like providing liquidity to VE tokens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think one of the arguments for uh, that Comex put forward is that the VE token model only really works if you have a moat in liquidity, right? I mean, it, it works to some extent in other places, but I, I think that's their, their main mantra, right? And they sort of see Curve as being that moat. And yeah. I guess Frax playing a big role in that too. So I think that's their reasoning for sort of not wanting to expect. They have mentioned it um, a couple of times, I think, in the Discord. But I think they're currently set on on just maintaining those three for now, at least. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah an another another question that I guess uh, came up in in analyzing all this was so obviously when you deposit CRV, right, you get a, a liquid wrapper back, right? You get this CVX CRV now. What would most people do if when you deposit your CRV into the protocol, you get given back a token that's worth half? Well, it wouldn't inspire much confidence, would it? I mean, it's not, it's liquid, but it's like 50% liquid, so to speak. So they sort of have to maintain a decent peg, right? It isn't, I guess, the same as maybe a stable coin, right? It's not pegged to the dollar, so to speak, but it does sort of have to maintain a decent peg. Uh, otherwise it's just going to basically uh, yeah, it won't inspire much confidence for people to deposit CRV into the protocol, okay? Um, now, one of the ways that they sort of uh, maintain deep liquid, well, yeah, deeper liquidity is actually by, yeah, so, so incentivizing this liquidity with CVX emissions on uh, certain pools, right? So a concern comes about when this, these emissions, I guess, finally stop in around about to the 2025, well, what's going to happen to the to the wrapper, right? Will it have enough, I guess, um, yeah, will it have enough liquidity to sort of be able to maintain uh, its peg with bribes uh, or not? I, I don't know. This is something that um, I'm not, I've not been able to answer properly, I guess. I, I'm um, just trying to think, is there like some, some downward spiral scenario? Yeah, in, like, in like the like Luna type thing, right? Um, yeah. Well, there's no redemption mechanism, as I, as I mentioned, right? So there's, yeah. there's literally uh, you deposit CRV, you get CVX CRV back, and and that's that, right? Um, now, yeah. So if people start to mass sell CVX CRV for 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 Curve, um, then you are going to affect the peg somewhat. Um, but again, I don't know if that would be a problem in the long run because it should, I guess, uh, stabilize if they, I guess, incentivize liquidity properly or bribe. So again, I don't know if like the, it is an issue maybe, but because it's not sort of as uh, problematic as it being like a stable coin, um, like it's not meant yeah. to hold value, right? It can fluctuate. So, yeah. uh, and I think like the chart, I don't do you have the chart here. I think it's been pretty. Are you guys seeing this? Yep. Uh, why is it not pairing? Oh, there we go. Yeah, so it's like been pretty decent. I mean, like the one, one again, mm -hmm. one for one. So 
Yeah, I mean, and there's also this argument about like it could in time have a premium, right, on on the actual the price of CRV simply because it does provide a better service, I guess you could say. Um, obviously, the market currently doesn't deem it that way, and even though it is trading, yeah, like what five percent below peg, um, it's it sort of has bounced back previously, right? So ten percent, and again, I, I've not sort of seen people be too concerned about it. So I don't know how how much of a concern it is uh, in not sort of maintaining a one-to-one peg. But again, I don't think people will be re- very happy if it sort of goes down to like 70, 70 cents, right? As in 70%. Um, so it's not something that maybe is too concerning. And maybe, yeah, the liquidity in 2025 is deep enough to sort of suffice um, for mass sell-off. You also have to think about that, I mean, once... This also fits into since the fact, as if we go back here, right? So it's not literally that you're just depositing CRV and getting um, CVX CRV back, right? Because this doesn't do anything. What you actually want is yield on that asset, right? So you have to stake it. So this is somewhat of a barrier, so to speak. Um, so yeah, people could mass sell it if they want to, but I mean, they're getting fees for staking it and plus they're staking it. So I guess it's less yeah, liquid. Fewer stakers, uh, you would get more rewards. Yeah. Bring them back in, right? Exactly. So it's. I guess it's some form of a, a balancing mechanism. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. As for like the treasury inflow, uh, that's an interesting one actually, because again, just, just going back to this. So as you can see, there's currently no treasury uh, inflow of, of CVX, right? And they are, I guess, uh, bribing, well, not bribing, so they are sort of um, including this in like the emissions. For oh, sorry, the rewards for uh, LP token holders, right, and stakers. So when this finishes, I mean, obviously uh, it's not the end of the world, but there is no sort of um, yeah, it's just basically going to decrease the amount of rewards or decrease the reasons for people sort of maintaining um, yeah staking and uh, maintaining their liquidity. Now there has been, I guess, uh, talk of well, I think there is actually a mechanism in place that allows people to redeposit. CVX into the protocol and get some form of boost on their their voting power. Um, again, they, I think it's like implemented but not turned on, like fee switching in uni, so to speak. Uh, so I wasn't sort of I couldn't figure out how it works or if it actually like works in encountering that problem. But um, but yeah, currently no no treasury inflow, um, which is they have some time until the rewards run out, right? Yeah. Yeah, so again, it's, uh, it's uh, they've got quite a decent amount of, uh, of 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 CVX in the treasury anyway. So I don't think it is a like a concern. It's just something to to keep in mind. And maybe then they don't need it because I mean it's it's kind of weird. Like right, I, I'd see the token here as a bootstrapping mechanism, but then they use it for so long that mm. it's like maybe they're like almost like using it for too long. This bootstrapping yeah. mechanism. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I agree. And I mean, if you think about it too, if they sort of amass enough LP positions and, and enough uh, VCRV, right, they're going to be able to sort of provide pretty decent yield anyway, right, without yeah. this sort of CVX emissions. And, and you don't plus, need any CVX token for that then. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, if the, uh, if the, the, the reason to hold CVX is sort of to lock it and get bribes, then, I mean, it makes sense that nobody's really going to sell it anyway. So. Um, or redeposit it into the the, the treasury. Anyway. So again, yeah, I don't think it'll be much of a a problem. I guess we'll see. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Mm. A couple of comments yeah, it's, it's super interesting, but it's also like, it's just freaking complex what they've done. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting like, because it's it just is like, like four different tokens. and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I, I see it like pretty simple now just because I've been looking at it for the past couple of weeks. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not like, it's not uh, like easy to understand at first glance, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, and especially because like the tokens are pretty similar in naming like CVX, CRV, CVX, CRV, um, and then vote lot CVX, right? It's like you, yeah, you can get, it can get a bit confusing. Um, yeah, yeah. Because like as an investor, I, I don't know, like either you play this completely macro and you think, okay, Curve, Curve is going to perform well, so this is going to perform well, but Otherwise, you, you mm. kind of have to look at these things right, to understand why people yeah. would stake this liquid wrapped token and what that does, right? And where the where the demand for it would come from. And for that, yeah. you kind of have to understand this all. It makes it really hard for people. Well, the, the way I sort of see it is that the the demand. So if, if we go back to like the the two main uh, solutions, right? So they've got. Actually, I removed that slide. Never mind. <laughs> so they've got like the bribe, the bribe marketplace type thing, and then they've got the yield optimizer. And if you noticed in the yield optimizer stuff, there's no mention of CVX whatsoever. That works without like a token, right? It's literally people deposit um, the the uh, LP tokens. The other people deposit CRV, and yeah, Curve goes about locking that into. Um, Sorry, Comex goes about locking that into Curve, and then they just provide the rewards back, right? And then they could yeah. they could cut all like all this part out if they wanted to, and just literally provide uh, yields back to to CRV stakers, right? With, uh, sorry, without uh, a token, holders. Yeah, 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 without a token. So I guess from looking at it as like a CVX as an investment, the only thing you should have to understand is why why would protocols why do protocols want CVX, right? Um, and because CVX is a levered bet, it's a levered version of uh, CRV because of this, right? Because of this relationship, yeah. um, you, you just sort of understand that, yeah, protocols need this because they need liquidity and they can't sort of do it themselves. So the, unless they're whitelisted, whitelisted, obviously. So they're going to have to go via CVX anyway, right? So yeah, um, it's just this entry mechanism but, uh, then, right? Because they otherwise couldn't, couldn't get access to yeah. the CRV token. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like there is, so actually this actually leads quite well into this question. So, so what happens if bribes dry up, right? So if we're saying that, for example, protocols um, need to bribe to sort of, it's either buy or bribe uh, CVX holders, right? Um, to sort of direct liquidity, then what happens um, once they get whitelisted by Curve, right? So if they get whitelisted directly, they can just cut this out. They can go and buy CRV and lock it themselves and that's it and Bob's your uncle, right? So they um there, there is i guess this concern of people saying well yeah there's uh, more and more protocols getting whitelisted uh, i think like abracadabra got listed whitelisted um yeah once they're whitelisted then <laughs> yeah it, yeah it cuts out the i guess um i wouldn't yeah it, it cuts out a major part of the demand right now yeah. i guess one of the arguments that uh cvx bulls sort of uh, give for this is well, that's fine. I mean, imagine a future where everybody's whitelisted, okay? Um, there would still be demand for CVX because of the uh, the market majority, so to, to the uh, already accrued VCRV, right? So if they've got 57% of the current voting power, right, 
that they're never going to get let, uh, let go of that, right? So they're still the 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 protocols, even if they're whitelisted, they're still going to have to bribe or buy that CVX to sort of get that difference in market share, uh, if you know what I mean. So imagine there's like, imagine there's only five protocols in the world and they're all whitelisted by curve, right? So uh, each of them are going to sort of have an equal say, so to speak. It, well, uh, imagine they have the same amount of money, right? They can all sort of have an equal say in um, directing directing emissions, right? But then there's only uh, X amount of curve to go around, right? And this uh, and Comet currently has X amount of uh, that curve locked in its protocol, right? So the only way to access it is to sort of go via CVX. So yeah. it's yeah. I don't know. It's it, sure if it's like a reasonable um, argument. It's just something that people bring up quite often. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, and the also the the other benefit too for um, for, for, uh, for bribing is that it's just more capital efficient um, and it's it's a lot more, I guess, measurable for protocols to sort of um, figure out what they're getting in return for their for their dollars, right? So if we go to Llama Air Force, we can sort of see that. Yeah, so where is it now? It's a here. Um, so the dollars per bootlock CVX, right? So so every dollar there, wait, no, is it here? It's overview. Right, here we go, sorry. So uh, for every dollar that a protocol bribes, right, they're going to pretty much be directing $1.21 worth of emissions, right? And that's something that is incredibly hard to, to measure uh, if you're just like a standalone protocol directing your own token to uh, your own pools, right? You don't you don't know how, you can't really, it's hard to, to quantify, I guess you could say. And this sort of gives you quite a, a nice way uh, to sort of understand what uh, the value is uh, that you're sort of um, driving to to your pool, right, to, to your token, so to speak. Um, another point on this too is that if this is above $1, then there's still an incentive for somebody to sort of bribe, so to speak, right? So uh, if they were sweet to be below a dollar, then it's basically you're paying a dollar to get less than a dollar worth of emissions, so you're not going to yeah, do it, right? Yeah. So as long as this, as long is, as above, this is above, yeah. yeah, so it's like this, this 21 uh, X, 21 percent uh, currently left, not left. I don't know how you would. It, it changes based Premium. on the amount of. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's pretty much. Uh, and as you can see, like here, it's like uh, when we're in um, the bull run. I mean, obviously, it was a lot more enticing. Like here, for example, you got 87 cents per boat locked convex, right? So if you have, let's say, uh, one. Just to make it easy, one uh, Comex token, right? Then you pretty much be you you was getting eighty seven cents for that vote locked uh, Comex token, right? And that was like I guess the peak of it. Um, and obviously now it's pretty pretty abysmal, but it's picking up slowly. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Does anybody have any any additional questions? Okay. Uh, well, I guess there's no other uh, questions then. So yeah. I, uh, no, great talk. Thanks. This is really good. Yeah. Awesome. I guess uh, see you in the next one then. Yeah. Thank you.